on today's Expert Process Podcast. Part of reality and realism in your performance is working opposite somebody else that is really in it with you Mm -hmm. and understands it and you're working off each other. And if that doesn't happen, you get a flat performance. That was professional actor and musician Barry Victor Piacente. Barry's career spans from opening for major music groups with his band to starting his acting career in church and now getting speaking roles on major television shows such as Lee Daniels Star, MacGyver, and BT's The Quad. And all in just three short years, folks. Indeed, Barry has figured out a way to be successful in a very tight-knit industry. So stay tuned to learn his secrets and tips to getting booked. And on a side note, Barry and his entire family of six contracted the COVID-19 virus. We briefly mentioned it in the episode, but I brought Barry back for a follow-up due to popular demand. Be sure to check out the bonus episode with Barry and find out what you can do if you contract the virus too. Now, on to the show. Do you know six in ten businesses will fail within the first five years? First five years? Or 43% of Americans need a side hustle just to make ends meet? Just to make ends meet? Or that it takes 10,000 hours to master any subject? Any subject. Welcome to the Expert Process Podcast, where we cut the time to mastery in half with our seasoned pros. And now, from Atlanta, Georgia, broadcasting worldwide, here's your resident expert, Durante Smith. Happy New Year. We are now in 2020. We have just started a new year. We just started a new decade. And I'd like to welcome you to the Roaring Twenties. Now, this is the Expert Process Podcast, and I'm your host, Durante Smith, and it's my job to interview some of the most hardworking, highly successful professionals on the planet. This show follows a 12-week online masterclass at theexpertprocess.com, where you'll learn from start to finish what it takes to make it in your industry, as the program is chock full of professional advice, resources, and even industry contacts to help you get to the next level in less than half the time. As you might expect, the masterclass changes from industry to industry every 12 weeks. Now, the podcast is your introduction. The masterclass is the blueprint, and I'm your guide. Now, buckle up and get ready for the ride. You're listening to the Expert Process Podcast. We'll be back in just a moment after we thank our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Airbnb. Now, if you're like me, you like to travel in comfort, style, but also economically when you can. And I'll be the first to tell you, I'm not keen on staying in someone else's home. That is, until I discovered Airbnb. My friend. My very first day was about six years ago in Santa Monica, California, ironically, during the American film market. I stayed in a beautiful home just 1.26 miles from the beach. And then there was the weekend getaway to Knoxville, which was incredible. Our hosts were top notch. They made breakfast for us. They made um, she actually made lunch, which was, I mean, insane. It was a music festival going on. So there was just great live music. Uh, We had dinner on the uh, river there at one of the local establishments, barbecue joints. And it was just a great experience. Then there was uh, Daytona that we got away for, again, for another short trip. It was about four hours down and back. 
And uh, Daytona was just, it was incredible. Great food, great weather. The beach was just beautiful. And it was the great time of year to go. So one other thing, locally here in Atlanta, we have a ton of just awesome Airbnbs. And then there's the the treehouse here, which I hope to go to very soon and take my daughter to. That's here in Atlanta that you can stay in. And it stays booked out, I think, six months out in advance. So that's one you definitely want to put on your list. Now, I'm a believer in crowd sharing and the disruptor industry. And I love, love, love me some Airbnb. So do yourself a favor and try it out. You can use my promo code to save $55 off your first adventure. Just go to bit.ly forward slash expert process Airbnb. Again, that's bit.ly bit.ly forward slash expert process Airbnb for your getaway or staycation today. Okay, everyone, I'm your host, Durante Smith. I am with a uh, good buddy of mine. It's been a, quite a long time since we met. It's been, I mean, years, like, roughly yeah. 10, 12, 15 <laughs> years, something like that. And this gentleman has a world of experience in both uh, television, film, and the indie lane. So um, he's got a lot to share with us. I want to introduce to you all Barry Victor Piacente. 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 Good Italian boy. <laughs> Piacente. Uh, yes. Yes. And Barry is um, very versed in what we have been talking about for the last several weeks. So, Barry, please share with us your story. Uh, give us a bit about your background. And welcome to the show, man. Thank you, brother. It's great to see you. Thanks for having me on. Uh, we'll talk about this uh, crazy life as an actor. Definitely. Um, definitely. I grew up playing music, I, I started playing guitar when I was about 16 left college when I was 19 to go play music full time. And I did that through uh, my mid to late 20s. I've got the quintessential rock band story where, you know, we're that close to a record deal with Atlantic Records. Um, I'm negotiating management deal with the biggest management company in the Southeast. We're opening up for all these big acts, Fox Theater here, there, and the band breaks up. Mm. So there. There went my my career uh, in flames down the tube, but uh, everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. So I got into recording after that and opened up a recording studio and operated that full time for probably a little over a decade. And I moved everything home and decided to switch gears a little bit, went to work for church as a music director. And then somebody suggested me to one day that I try my look at acting. So uh, a good friend of mine, her name is Debbie Walker. She was in charge of all the plays that were being produced at a church called Mount Parent Church God downtown. And she asked me if I'd come in and do a little bit piece for their Christmas show, play one of the three wise men or wise guys. And I agreed and I had a blast. And then she then asked me if I'd like to do the Easter play, which I did. And then the next Christmas play, which was a play in Ebenezer Scrooge in a month at Christmas with all these kids and this big orchestra and everything. It was just, yeah, I was having the time of my life and I thought, wow, I can maybe do this. Yeah. And, and a friend of mine suggested I get into film and TV. So I started pursuing that. And, and in uh, May of 2017, I got signed with the privilege talent here in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And that was my first introduction into 
the film and TV market here in Atlanta, and and we've we've had a little fun along the way here. So, okay, you went from being in a, a band, being a musician, to then um, you started working for a church, and then you kind of fell into the whole acting thing, uh, basically getting exposure with the church plays and stuff like that. But where, where's the jump from the church to getting uh, an agent or getting repped? Because didn't you have to do some indie stuff in, in between there to kind of prove your chops? Boy, I did do some indie stuff in between there. I hustled, man. Mm. I hustled. And I think it's you know, part of it, Durante, was, you know, growing up as a musician, I was completely self-taught. I never had lessons, you know. You know, I mean, I used to sit in my room for hours and learn songs, you know, and play and play. You know, and I knew that, you know, the more I practiced, kind of the better I got, you know, and that was a nice payoff. Sure. You know, that was a nice perk. It, it was a nice return on my investment. I invested the time. I saw the change. And so it motivated me to move forward. And so I just took that and I and I put it right into to acting. I, you know, I did a couple church things and they were very, uh, you know, I mean, Mount Perrin at the time, the sanctuary held about 2,200 people. So it was a you know, big deal. These were yeah. big, huge plays with big orchestras and stuff. And I had a blast, but uh, I really got, I was bitten by the bug, man. I really got, yeah. you know, I said, this is what I want to do, even yeah. more than music. I mean, yeah. I toured all over, man, played in front of thousands and thousands of people. Sure. You know, but I really got bitten by this bug and, uh, and I decided, you know, this is what I want to do. And so I had no idea what to do. So my very first foray into kind of my jumping off point was, I went to an open audition, open call audition for this company called Art Within. I didn't know anything about what was going to happen when I got there. I just showed up. They gave me a time. I showed up and I sat, literally sat out in the parking lot in my car and I could not get out of my car. <laughs> my heart was beating out of my chest and I was just scared to death. Now, I, we perform. I mean, we opened for starship at the fox theater you know i mean we played in front of thousands and thousands of people i performed my whole you know all my 20s and and some of my 30s anyway um but i was scared to death man i and finally i just had to you know force myself to go in i opened the door i didn't even know what a sign-in sheet was i didn't know what to do who to talk to and it was a room full of, of professional directors and producers and actors and, you know, somebody finally noticed that I was walking around not looking like I was lost and they directed me where to go. And I signed in. And the first thing they had me do was sight read music from this musical theater show. You're listening to the Expert Process Podcast. We'll be back in just a moment after we thank our sponsors. Recently, I read an article about student enrollment in traditional colleges is way down and online course enrollment is through the roof. With podcasts like this, you not only get free developmental information, you also get access to resources you wouldn't have otherwise. But if you really want to take your film game to the next level, you should consider taking my online masterclass. It's 42 online video modules for more than 50 hours of self-study complete with a full suite of resources. It's also live coaching and instruction from me and other industry professionals. 
People say, but Durante, why are you doing this? And I tell them, it's just my way of giving back. So, if you're serious about wanting to level up your film game, register for the free informational webinar today at theexpertprocess.com. Again, if you want to write a script, make a movie, sell a movie, or just learn how to get into the industry, this webinar is for you. I want to keep the groups fairly small. So sign up today because space is truly limited. Go to theexpertprocess.com and register today. Now on to the show. Like I said, I'm self-taught. I didn't know how to read music really, you know? And, mm. um, and so I get in the back of the line of about 12 people. I'm just at that point praying, you know, you know, God help me not look like a fool. And fortunately I have a really good harmonic ear. And so I had memorized the melody by the time I got up to do my role. So I pretended like I was reading <laughs> and sang it from memory. And, and man, I ended up getting five roles out of that. One of them was my first really kind of professional uh, thing other than the church was at the 14th Street Playhouse doing a musical ad- adaptation of The Invisible Man. And it was a blast, man. I got to use an English accent. Mm. And, and I, was, I was hooked. So I started combing newspapers and and talking to whoever i could i started going to get connected yeah uh, a networking event here in atlanta and i got hooked up with the guy that co-runs that with autumn bailey his name is brent brooks brent, yeah yeah brent invited me to come out to a an improv thing they were doing on wednesday nights out at his place that used to be out in marietta called blank stage yeah so i started going out there and again man i didn't have any clue any clue whatsoever what to do. And and it was like a group of four or five other seasoned improv actors and Brent. And they were working on uh, Joseph Campbell's hero's journey. And uh, it's, it's a structure for, for story writing. And it's pretty much the structure of most stories that are written. And we were doing improv based upon that structure, the hero's journey. And, you know, there were segments to that and blah, blah. Anyway, so, the thing was, though, there's no pretext or anything. You just kind of got up and somebody was the herald at the beginning and then somebody would be uh, the mentor and then the hero and then the, this, that, and the other. Anyway, so for probably two weeks, I just sat there and watched because I had no clue what to do. Right. And then I started getting involved myself. And over the course of a year and a half, really, I uh, was very involved in improv with Brent and we did some live shows together and it really was a great introduction. And then I started booking a lot of independent projects, a mm. lot of independent films. Uh, one of the most fun projects I got to work on was a Uncanny X-Men, which is the X-Men Fan Fest a film series produced here in Atlanta. It's like the number one in the world it was at the time. I don't think they're doing it anymore, but I got to play Professor X in that. Okay. And it taught me a lot too. So that's my takeaway from all that is that you got to be passionate, man. And yeah. you got to be willing to get out of your comfort zone yeah. and really try, make, put forth the effort. You don't have to know everything. You don't have to, you don't really even have to start out with an agent. I didn't, you know, I didn't have an agent, you know, right. when I was booking stuff, not network TV, of course, but other independent stuff, good independent stuff. And then when it's time to make the jump, just do it. Don't yeah. try to figure it out. Don't try to, you know, there's no formula for it. You just do it. You take a chance. Mm. Yeah. So what I, what I hear you say and all that is you essentially, you stepped out there and you put yourself out is really why I hear you. You said, you know what? I don't know what I'm doing, 
I've been on stage. I've done this, this, and this, but this scares the living crap out of me, but I'm going to try it anyway. Right. You said you were bitten by the bug, but you didn't realize what direction the bug was going to take you, (laughs) you know? Um, That's right. You know, and then the other thing too is you have to hustle. I mean, you know, this, this whole thing is a hustle. It's a grind. And I think a lot of folks don't really fully appreciate that because they kind of think things are going to fall in their lap or they can't do something unless it's got some mega budget behind it or something. Or, you know, a lot of actors I see these days, they don't want to do the free work. They don't want to do the low paying work. They don't want to do the, you know, the smaller gigs, the day playing gigs and stuff like that because they just feel like they're above it. But when you're first starting out, you're not above it, man. You know, you can, quite frankly, you can, (laughs) you can play that role. If you're in LA, or New York, you can play that role for probably 10 or 15 years before you start really getting any work. You know, here in Atlanta is a little yeah. different because we have so many productions going on and it's still more of a tight knit and a smaller community. But especially for the number of studios that we have here and the number of productions. But nonetheless, um, I think a lot of actors in particular are misinformed to think that you need to start getting paid, you know, what you feel that you're worth within the first year or two years or three years of you getting into the the industry, especially if you're not going out there seeking the work and putting yourself out there to develop the skill set and the reels, your film reel. The other thing that I see a lot of, because actors want to be so selective and something we had talked about before the show started, which is, and I respect that, there are a lot of independent films that are being made with poor quality, you know? And I would say, I would dare say that's probably most or more than the ones that are being done well or done right. Um, yep. Unfortunately, this kind of a twofold side to that. There are definitely unscrupulous producers out there who are looking and willing to take advantage of people. Then there's the other side that people that are trying to produce good content, good quality, but they may not necessarily have the funding, you know? So it's right. kind of a that dichotomy. But The thing is, we all experience that, man. You don't get to where you are. You don't get to getting represented without having been burned. You know, even as a producer or director or writer, I've been burned so many times. I don't care to count it. You know, it's unfortunately um, par for the course. But what you do is you learn to use that as a stepping stone. You know, you learn to take the experience for what it is worth to you and apply that so that, you know, you don't go down the road again or you learn the identifiers that help you avoid that mistake, you know? Yeah. Um, and then the other side of that is, is sometimes, I mean, you know, as, as an actor, I can see, I'm not an actor, but I could see where, you know, that could be, uh, you know, you go and you put your time into a project and you don't even get a reel out of it, you know, that, and that happens a lot. I can see where that would be uh, upsetting, but I'm going to tell you, man, I have lost thousands of dollars, like literally out of my own cash money out of my pocket, um, having invested in, these unscrupulous executive producers that make all these false claims or something, you know, you put up 3000 4000 $5,000 for, you know, what you think is going to be a legitimate opportunity. And then all of a sudden they disappear. There's the whole side of it where it is the learning lesson that I think we all have to go through and your experience speak to that because I think that kind of deters a lot of people. I think it turns a lot of people off and how do you wade through that to get to where you are, to where you actually have an agent, you know, someone that's legitimate that can help you get out there and get these network gigs? Man, you know, I think the first thing is there's a a great Bible scripture I try to kind of keep in my back pocket all the time. And it's this, do not think more highly of yourself than you ought. Mm. (laughs) And man, um, 
It is so true. And, and, you know, we, you know, I've, I've, I've run across so many actors over the course of the last three or four years who have an inflated view of themselves and their importance, you know, and you realize that um, they're going to end up not getting anywhere, you know, Mm -hmm. let me just say that first. You always look, you, you never arrive. You never know it all. Every situation that you're in is a learning opportunity, good or bad. Right. You can learn how not to do things or you can learn better ways to do things. Every, every opportunity that you, it's an opportunity to learn, you know, and that's the way I, no matter what, even if I make a bad choice and get involved in something that I regret, I still look for opportunities to learn through it. You're listening to the Expert Process Podcast. We'll be back in just a moment after we thank our sponsors. A quick reminder, if you haven't signed up for the free webinar yet, pause what you're doing, open a new window on your phone or computer, go to theexpertprocess.com and join now. You can thank me later. Now, back to the show. And I still am committed to two things. I'm committed to doing the best work I can possibly do. And I'm committed to treating people the best way that I possibly can. Those two things, you know, and then, and then I'm also committed to things that you would think are given like showing up on time, right? Being prepared, being a man of my word, right? You know, uh, knowing my script, uh, all those things. I come prepared, man, no matter where I am. And it is not always the case. Okay. So for actors, that's what's important, you know, and then as you get, you know, some gigs under your belt and stuff, then, yeah, you start vetting. You need to, you know, you need to say uh, to the director, okay, yeah, I'd like your script. Let me read it first. Let me see if it fits me, Mm -hmm. you know, because really at that point, what you're trying to do is you're trying to find work that allows you to showcase your abilities and your that's right. things, you that's know, right. to give people a look at who you are. So you got to pick jobs that are, that are eventually you want to move to picking jobs that fit you, you know, mm-hmm. that are, that are in your, in your uh, wheelhouse or where you want to go with your career. Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. But the, the worst thing is to be constantly just trying to get any kind of work at all. And it is not you at all as a person or as an act. Look, if it's not you as a person, it's not going to be used as an actor. Mm-hmm. because you're just an extension of yourself. You know, the career is just an extension of who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you ask practical questions. You say, okay, well, what are you shooting on? You know, what kind of camera? Are you going to have an LD? You know, you're going to have makeup. I get down to specifics, man. I say, hey, you're going to, are you going to do color correction after the process is over? Right. You know, I, I ask specific because I know if I don't get that information up front, then most probably I won't be able to use the footage, you know? Right. And so that has to be a criteria for me now to get involved in a product, not the money. The money is not the, the, the real issue for me. It is whether or not I like the script, it fits me and it's going to be shot on good enough gear, uh, that I can use it for my reel. And so, 
you know, at first you can't waltz in demanding, you know, if you got zero credits, you can't walk in demanding all this stuff. You just go do it, you know, to, because you love to do it. And, right. and we always do it for that reason. But uh, you can't go, you know, demanding a lot. But as you get some projects under your belt, those are the kind of questions you want to ask. Now, on the flip side, on in, you know, with independent filmmakers, and this is something I've noticed pretty consistently, most independent filmmakers, and this has been my experience, do not respect actors enough. Mm. And the way that manifests is they don't show up on time. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've had to wait on a director and his crew to show up to a location. Wow. Like I'm on my call times, 8 a.m. They don't get there till nine. You know, wow. I got, it's happened a million times to me, you know, and now what I do, if they're not already there, mm. I'll wait five, 10 minutes. If they don't show up. I leave I don't blame you know? you. and I don't come back. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm just not going to put myself through that anymore. Yeah. And then it's, you know, when a director doesn't know what he's talking about, yeah. I've worked with directors and in independent films that don't even know their own script. They don't even know what their own writing's about, wow. you know? So how can you possibly be able to, try to direct an actor right uh and how can an actor make you know firm choices when you don't even know what your your own film's about you know right right so it's a lack of preparation on on their part and then the other thing is not being respectful of an actor's time mm -hmm. i can't tell you how many times i've had an eight o'clock call time and don't get on set till six seven p.m 10 p.m. sitting there all day long waiting because the director didn't have his shots planned. Oh know? my God. Yep. Wow. And uh, it is just disrespectful, you know? So what happens then is here's the weird thing that happens, right? Particularly in Atlanta, but it's the same in, in New York, LA, where else you go though. But you see that a lot more in Atlanta, I think is that everybody and their brother wants to be an actor because George has got the buzz right now, you know, yeah. he's got the buzz. Yeah. Um, and so you got everybody and their brother that, that thinks they're an actor yeah. and will work for nothing. Okay. So unwisely directors will hire those people because they'll work for nothing just so that they can get warm bodies. So that everybody suffers at that point, the mm. project isn't going to be nearly as good. And then you're not going to get the kind of performance because they don't know what they're doing, you know? And so, and then, then what happens is it drives away the more experienced actors because they don't want to work with people that have no clue about what they're doing. I don't mean that in a, in a mean way. I, I'm just saying that, you know, part of reality and realism in your performance is working opposite somebody else that is really in it with you mm -hmm. and understands it and you're working off each other. And if that doesn't happen, you get a flat performance, you know? Right. Right. So I just would encourage independent directors, look, raise enough money to hire professional actors, mm. pay them, pay your actors. You know, when money's involved, a lot of things happen. There's an accountability there that does not exist when everything's free. You know, when you're paying somebody, you can demand they show up on time, right? You can demand that they be prepared. And then when you pay somebody, the old adage is true, man, you get what you pay for. Mm. And it's, it's yeah, no yeah. different Definitely. here, Definitely, you know? So uh, anyway, and, you know, I think if we all try to raise the bar, and, and what's cool is if independent film directors and producers would operate that way, then you'd, you would attract more professional actors. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they, they wouldn't be shy about coming into these projects and doing them. Trust me. I know too many people. It's like, it's not about the money. Mm-hmm. You know, if the script is good, if they know the other actors in the project, know what they're doing, you can get experienced people to work for free. It's not the money's not the issue. It's about the craft and an enjoyment of the craft and, and you're, and you're shooting with good equipment. I think that that's probably, you know, the biggest hindrance to our independent community here is such low expectations and operating at such a low level. The bar is set so low here. Um, we need to raise that bar because I do believe in independent film. I really do. I'm a, I've done a lot of them. I still do and still will. I really believe that for a lot of people, it could be the avenue to to a viable career. You know, it the independent film market could be. You know, not right. Hollywood. You're listening to the Expert Process Podcast. We'll be back in just a moment after we thank our sponsors. I want to share something with you guys. Most of you probably don't know I'm a single parent of a beautiful seven-year-old little girl. I won't go into details about really any of that because it's not relevant. But as a single parent, a single dad with a vision to mold his daughter's outlook, I set her down and we discussed how she could build her own brand, develop her own TV shows as really it's a new day. She can do what she wants to do. So we just released our first few pieces of her apparel brand, Madison Lauren, and we're launching her YouTube channel next week. You do realize you can play YouTube through your television set, through your smart TV app, Roku, or really any other set-top device now, right? So in an effort to support my seven-year-old aspiring model, aspiring filmmaker, aspiring chef, and aspiring climate activist, I ask you to follow her at Madison Lauren Apparel and Accessories on Facebook or visit her website for great gift ideas at Thrifty Lil Diva. That's T-H-R-I-F-T-Y-L-I-L-D-I-V-A dot me. So again, that's Madison Lauren Apparel and Accessories on Facebook or Thrifty Lil Diva. That's T-H-R-I-F-T-Y-L-I-L-D-I-V-A dot me. Thrifty Lil Diva dot me. Okay, Madison, what's your motto? We love you just the way you are. <laughs> they grow up so fast. Oh, daddy. <laughs> now back to the show. So in that transition from doing indie film work to get, securing your agent in 2017 and getting those opportunities in network TV and stuff like that, how was that? So, I mean, this sounds like that was a pretty big turnaround or there's a great deal of difference in between those two spaces. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. So at some point as an actor, you have to say to yourself, am I all in? Mm. And you've got to understand as an actor, well, what does that even really mean? You know, um, if I can, if I can slip back into my, wearing my musician's hat, it's like, there is somebody you can pick. Like I teach, I teach guitar lessons. So I have some students who will practice, but they'll only practice enough to where they can kind of get through a song. You know, I have other students that will practice enough to where they know the song. Mm -hmm. They can play it flawlessly from top to bottom. You know, those kids know what it takes. Okay. 
you have to be able to ask yourself as an actor, am I all in? Am I really all in? Because a lot of people are like, well, I'm going to go do some extra work and and then somebody's going to discover me and and then I get on, I'll be a series regular and get, no, 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 no. That's not the way it works. You know, the first thing to do is you got to get training. It, you have to. Right. You, know, Ma- you said it earlier, Malcolm Gladwell, it's the, the 10,000 hours principle. Mm. Um, it's so true, man. It's like, um, there's, there's another, uh, great book. I would, you know, his book is great. Outliers is great, but there's another one called the talent code. I would really recommend that every actor read and it, it's a little technical, but it's, it's kind of documents how people get to a point in their career where they're very, um, very, very good at, at what they do. And in it, the, the, the author talks about how our neurons work and how they fire. And there's this thing called the myelin sheath around your neurons. And it's like a, it's like a water hose, you know? And as we know with water hoses, the smaller the hose, the faster the water will travel. Right. Well, with this specific kind of work in what he calls deep practice, um, you narrow that myelin sheath and your neurons fire more quickly. And so that's how a major league baseball player can look at a 98 mile an hour fastball and see the seams coming. <laughs> like, how do you mm. even do that, man? Mm. If you ever been to the batting cages, you know, with, when they're throwing at 70 miles an hour, you're going, what? What? <laughs> right. Know, if you haven't played baseball growing up. Uh, but a 98 mile an hour fastball, woo, right. baby, that's like, it's, it's done. It's like past you before you can even think, right. how do they do that? You know, it's this, this specific practice and specific work and consistent, you know, it's, it's like Steph Curry, you know, out in his backyard, right. Those free throws, baby, right. Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands. And, but he did it cause he knew. Because when he wanted, when he got to the NBA, he wanted to be that dude. He, Steph Curry gets up to the free throw line. Well, you know, man, Automatic. that's probably going to be two points. Yeah. You know, period. Yeah. You know? And he's that guy. And so it is this, this idea that we, we have to really work hard about, man, because this is a craft. It's a craft. This yeah. Is, this is a craft and need, you need training. So it, as, as far as training goes, you know, you have to find the place where you feel good about the teacher. You have a comfort level and they're training you how to work in the industry. Mm. You know, they're not just teaching you how to be an actor. They're training you how to work in the industry because most of what we do in the beginning stages of uh, our acting is, you know, we do these things called U5s, which means it's under five lines, right? You know, and, you know, can I take your order? Uh would you like a piece of cake? <laughs> you know, that's it. You come walk in, you walk out. You really don't mean anything in this story, but it's a, it's a big check and it's a credit, you know? Mm. Uh, like for instance, when, when uh, I booked MacGyver, I was at Frat Pack, one of my taping services. I had just finished taping an audition. I got a ping on my, on my, uh, in my email from my agent that, they wanted me audition for MacGyver. I said, Oh, I'm here. I'll just do it. It was like one and a half lines. I got to do an English accent thing. I went right in, did it, sent it right over and ended up booking it, you mm. know? And you know, it's, you know, it's a couple scenes and, and 
And MacGyver is a major TV production. Mm. So it, I got all kinds of experience from that, you know, and this may be rabbit trail a little bit, but it'd be beneficial to people to kind of give them some, well, what's it like on set? Sure. Yeah. You know, with MacGyver, big budget, man, four cameras going all the time, baby. And, and you don't play. It's, it's fast. Mm. There's, there's no time for messing up. You know, you got to be prepared. You know what you do. You listen. You got to be very attentive. You listen to what that director tells you and do it. Man, they don't have time to play. You mm. just get fired. They don't have time to mess with you, you know? Right. Um, and uh, it, it was an awesome experience for me. So getting back to what you said, you just kind of got to get trained. And then you cannot allow yourself to be intimidated by any of it, man. Right. Just, I mean, it is intimidating, but. I mean, just do it, just do the work, right. you know, and, and don't be a jerk and, you know, don't be a know-it-all don't act, just be yourself and, and be nice to your agent. Don't be a pest. Don't mm -hmm. be high maintenance. My agent never hears from me. <laughs> you know, I don't, I, we have once a year, we have a, what I call a, a, a state of the union mm. meeting. That's it, man. Every once in a while I go, Hey, happy birthday, buddy. Right. or whatever you know right. if i book something and i'm on i say hey watch me tonight but that's it man i don't i don't mess my they got too much going on you know just just do what you're supposed to do man right and so uh and so by being all in too it's like are you willing to take the time to train mm -hmm. to really take the time to train are you willing to do what it takes to get good headshots for yourself to build your social media platforms are you willing to eat sleep and breathe acting to learn everything everywhere i go man i'm always watching people i'm always watching situations because i'm like my whole family this is a big rabbit trail but my wife um tested positive for covid19 oh wow we're we're like on the other side of that man i was pretty sick a few days ago <laughs> A big shout out to my friend Barry Piacente for sharing his expertise in acting. You can find him at B-P-I-A-C-E-N-T-E, -E, that's B Piacente, on Instagram, or his full name, Barry Victor Piacente, on Facebook or IMDb. And tune in to part two of this very special interview next. And a special thank you to you, my listener, for following along with us at the Expert Process Podcast. Please bear with us as we continue to grow and fine-tune the podcast. In the meantime, feel free to reach out with any suggestions, show ideas, or guest referrals. You can email me at smith.durante at gmail.com. Again, that's smith.durante, D-E-R-O-N-T-E at gmail.com. And as always, love, peace, and fish grease. And I'm out. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. For only the best show notes, links, classes, and more, go to theexpertprocess.com or follow us on Facebook at The Expert Process or hit us up on Instagram at The Expert Process. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review, subscribe, and share.